Thanks so much for tuning in to Rise Rain Rule. Rebecca Korn here, social media maven, CEO of Rise Rain Rule, and the queen to my CEO king. And we have a really special episode today because Very we have a special. special guest who is coming in, and he's going to introduce himself. Brendan King, your CEO king. <laughs> so we're doing a couple podcast today because um, – you know, we had something called a collision. We call them collisions that say argument or a disagreement or whatever. Every couple has them. And <laughs> we have been working on formulating a – go ahead. I was just going to say, sorry for the coughing. I'm eating some spicy breakfast. <laughs> um this is definitely an improv episode, but we had something we call collision. We don't call arguments arguments or fights or whatever. We call them collisions because ultimately everybody has a moment where you collide and we skip stones and we come to the next step. So do you want to explain a little bit about where collisions come from and where why we came up with the skipping stone stones? Yeah, sure. So collisions as part of the program I'm involved in, am I allowed to mention that? No. I'm going to keep it secret. Okay, now. I'm going to keep it secret for right now. But so there's this awesome, incredible, amazing personal development program I belong to that has absolutely changed my life. But the leader or the kind of the guru of the program, the originator, he talks about getting into instead of calling it fights, collisions with his spouse. And he there's just a different ring to saying, "Yeah, we collided." then yeah, we got in a big fight. And there's something about it that when you think like bumper cars, where it doesn't, if you're going to the amusement park and you're riding bumper cars, it's not like you you slam into somebody and the whole ride is shut down, at least nine times out of 10. Usually you just bump and you're racing each other around the track, but yet you can still bump and collide into each other and continue down the path. And so you and I came up with while we like the idea uh, and the term collision and colliding. I felt like, I mean, I've been in a lot of car accidents, so I felt like collision was very detrimental. <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So um, we talked about calling it that we're skipping stones. And the idea being that, you know, when you throw a rock and you're you're chucking it out across the lake, you're literally, it's it's crashing into the water or colliding into the water, but yet... The trajectory, if you do a good throw, is is kind of going out across the water, but in staying in in harmony and in motion, essentially, where one person is the rock, the other person is the water, and there's um, a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we say, so we're not saying we get in fights. We're not saying that we're actually colliding or having collisions. We say we're skipping stones. So we wanted to create a Not formula. at each other's head. No, not at each other's head. Um, we wanted to create a formula around an argument for other couples because um, – and also for, for us because um, there is a lot of trauma. Definitely for us. <laughs> there is a lot of trauma in both of our pasts, but especially in mine from a abusive relationship. And when you go into an argument with a new spouse, there are a lot of old stories that come up and you think that it's the – current situation as your permanent destination, right? And I don't want to feel that way. So Brendan, who is brilliant, was able to sit down this morning and we really hollowed out what was going on in the heads of each of us to become 
a little more vulnerable and a little more transparent in the process of skipping stones. So we wanted to take a moment and share this with you. And we're going to give you a couple of steps that while you are going through a collision or skipping stones with your partner or friend or parents, whatever, you're able to kind of take a couple steps back. So here we go. So the first step is recognizing that something is going on and something is wrong in the first place, that you're not just arbitrarily angry. Yeah. So one of the key components, I think, as a a man is that, you know, there's times where you may look over and we were just talking about, so let's say we're watching TV or whatever it is, and I look over and I'm not feeling the vibe and that there's something there like, oh, crap, what did I do? Like resting bitch face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so as a guy, usually we come up with like, all right, babe, like what's wrong? Which not very helpful. No, because sometimes if there is nothing wrong, in fact, it's it's like very, I don't know, obtrusive of a, a question. Like nothing is wrong. I'm fine. Right. Well, actually, if you were to say that nothing is wrong, I'm fine, then like with that fine then of course I know something's wrong. But so the the reality is, you know, a lot of times, just like just like guys, you know, we're thinking about a certain thing and our face reflects uh, maybe something we're upset about, but it may have absolutely nothing to do with our spouse. Like those memes that you mentioned um, where the girl and the guy are in bed and he's thinking about what color to paint his car. And I think that he's thinking of his ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Or- ex-girlfriend. You know, like a, there's like the huge paragraph of all these things. And the guy's like, oh, I wonder what color to paint my office. Right. And it has nothing to do with it. But so, you know, one of the biggest things I think is so critical is at the beginning of that moment where you're feeling like something is going on. You don't know what it is. And y- it could be nothing. It could be nothing. That. Rather than ask that typical, like, babe, what's wrong, right? You actually pose the question, hey, babe, you know, what are you feeling right now? Or would you would you share what you're feeling right now? Sure, absolutely. Because, for, you know, what are you feeling right now could be almost more, what would you say? Antagonistic. I think, I think would you be, would you share what you're feeling right now is a very calm, very approachable question to open the conversation. I think us as women, we don't want to, we don't want the what's, like the what's the matter Mm. with you. And as soon as you say what, it's like, oh, here we go, you know? Right. So, okay. So rephrasing it, it's more of the, you know, hey, babe, like, would you tell me what you're feeling right now? And so then at that point, you then respond with, you know, F no, I'm not telling you, which, okay, ding, ding, ding. Now I know there's something definitely wrong, but it at least gives you an opportunity to go, yes, I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of upset right now because I feel like, you know, we, we, can, make a, we can make a fake argument here. Um, you know, I feel like you're just watching TV and you don't even care about me. Enter dr- dramatics here. And yeah, and so immediately the response could be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm sitting here just watching TV, which, of course, is not the right way to respond. So instead of that, after hearing it, I, if I'm doing this correctly, I would then say, all right, well, can you tell me where this might be coming from? 
And I think without reacting at that moment, instead of being like, well, you feel that way because of X, Y, Z, or I don't know why you feel that way. Um, I think that it creates an opening to actually share and it's more realistic for me to share at that point. Um, it opens the conversation. Right. And what it does though, and this is the thing we were talking about, how powerful is it? It puts, it points to your mind. It, it immediately in a gentle way though, establishes or forces you to dig into, all right, where is this actually coming from? Which sometimes can be, well, something I did potentially to, to, or in that moment you're feeling like I did something to get you that or to create that feeling or inside of, look inside of yourself and go, you know, it's coming from X, Y, Z. And I think this is really powerful, especially if you've been through an abusive situation or abusive relationship, because when you recognize that you are not being interrogated or you're not being um, punished for how you're feeling and it's a safe space to share. And I think for men too, you know, even if you haven't been through something, you know, I think if you know that you have a safe space to share at this point, it opens up the environment to discuss and to collaborate with your partner effectively. All right. So then, you know, in that moment, the next, the most important thing, and I think the hardest thing, or at least for me, and I think for a lot of us, is to not react, not react. So where that feeling may be coming from could immediately be something in my mind where I'm like, oh my God, that is bullshit. Like, I did not do that. That has nothing to do with whatever it is. But what is, if I, if I voice that, of course, we're headed for big trouble. <laughs> All right. So the reality is in that moment, the most important thing for me to do is not react. And I say, don't react, respond and respond with empathy, compassion, which isn't always the easiest to do. But the way to actually do that is people, because guys especially be like, all right, that's great. All this woo woo, like don't react, you know, respond, be nice. Well, there's a actual sentence to say in that moment, which is, okay, is there anything I can do or do you know how I can best support you? Because in that moment, regardless of what's going on in my mind, I want you to feel as though I'm there and that I'm willing to support you with whatever it is in that feeling versus going down that road of trying to be logical and go, okay, wait a minute. You shouldn't be feeling that way, right? Because now here comes the shoulds and the woulds. And, you know, you really shouldn't be feeling that way because I did this and I did that. And now justifying, which of course, as we know quite well, only results in complete chaos. And I think this is what tends to happen for fights within a, or collisions or skipping stones within a relationship. You know, you go to share something and then the person goes, well, you shouldn't be feeling that way because these are all the things that I've done for you. And it's a very, it's a very patterned behavior where I think that men, especially if I can, if I can generalize this, um, are like, well, I've done this. I've done that for you. I cleaned the dishes. I did the laundry. Yeah, yeah. But hold on. Let me clarify. It's because <laughs> it's because we want to fix, right? We know guys want to fix everything immediately. And in our mind, we think that by telling you all the things we did well or the things that were, you know, whatever, the, the chores or all the stuff that we that you had asked us in the past to do and, oh, but I did this and I did that. So you shouldn't feel that way because X. It all revolves around our desire uh, as a true man to try to fix 
the situation. And, you know, you can argue all day and say, oh, well, you know, women just want to be heard. And that, yeah, but it's, it goes beyond that. It's, you don't want to just be heard. You want to know that I actually understand and have compassion and empathy for what you're going through, whether it was my fault or not. And I think it, to take it to another step, if your man does this and he's able to provide in this arena and you turn to him and you say, babe, I really love how I can turn to you, how I can share my, my feelings and still feel protected by you. It really, it really creates such a space for me personally um, to build trust. And I love that in our relationship, we can do that. That allows you to stay in your femme and it might encourage him to continue to do this type of pattern behavior. That's huge right there because uh, I want to jump in because I I truly feel, at least from for myself and for most guys that I know, one of the worst things you can hear from your, your gal uh, and your partner is, I don't feel like it's safe to tell you, you know, I, I don't feel safe telling you how I feel. Like that is the worst because even though, um, you know, I, I, and it, it, now again, it goes back to like wanting to be a king and wanting to be that protector and that man who steps up and like, what do you mean? And, you know, because of my background, I'm always thinking about like protection and, and keeping everybody safe. And so to then have your lady tell you that I don't feel like I can trust you with my feelings or share how I'm feeling like that hurts. And so you're absolutely right by pointing out like, Hey, this really made me feel like I can tell you how I feel. It's like, Oh my God, I just totally conquered and killed the dragon. And I think then that makes them feel like they are even bigger in the household. I think that that's something that like, Oh my gosh, it encourages them to continue on that path. So I think that's a really powerful piece right there. Yeah, exactly. So like in my past relationship um, or relationships, but one in particular, there was like the, it was a constant feeling. And actually, and this kind of led to this conversation is that there's a huge difference when someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm feeling insecure because of this X, Y, Z. And when it's something that they believe you did versus somebody going, you know, I'm really feeling insecure right now. And I don't really, I don't really know where it came from, but I just feel like I need some connection time or whatever it is. And there is a huge, huge distinction between somebody coming to you with their feelings and saying, I feel this way. And I don't, I I don't know. There's something about it. I think for me as a man, when I hear, you know, I feel really insecure right now. I'm not really sure where it came from, but this is what you know, this is what I'm thinking, whatever, versus like, you know what? I feel really insecure because you got that text message and X, Y, Z. And it's all, it's immediately my fault. Even if there's a perfectly logical explanation or it's not even connected that the insecurity is coming from a past story or trauma, but having that opportunity to really get into, okay, where is this coming from? Is it truly something that I did that caused it? And, and, the ownership, I think the failure in so many relationships and and ability to dig into ourselves, the failure comes in is because we don't um, <laughs> delineate, I'm going to use your favorite word, delineate between this is my insecurity right now. I'm feeling insecure, but it's because of my own stories in this moment. It is not necessarily something the person has done. And if you're able to actually own that in that moment, 
make that distinction between this is mine or this is potentially something. I mean, I know ultimately we're all responsible for our own feelings and nobody can make you feel anything. All that good, you know, lovey-dovey stuff. But the reality is sometimes it really feels like you fucking made me mad. <laughs> Let's just be real. And the reality, though, is that, yes, sometimes there are things that people do, your spouse, partner does. But there are other times that it truly is a story from my past. So I'll give you guys an example. You know, the other night um, I asked Brendan to take a picture of me in front of a fireplace and I was wearing a short black dress. And Very sexy. <laughs> and um, I used to have my ex um, take pictures of me. And on the other side of the camera, he would say, you look like shit, but smile through it. Or, you know, oh, here you go again, posting your sexy self and you don't care about me. And it triggered me massively because um, I was trying to set up this picture so that I could post something. Because you guys know if you don't post regularly on Insta, your following massively falls off. So, um, you know, I was trying to get some sort of picture out and it. Well, so let me let me set the stage, too. So I am I really don't like pictures of me. And and I'm very picky. Yeah, very picky. I just don't like it. I always want to look really good, which, you know, I guess that's maybe not real. Who knows? But the pictures that we got, right, I like, but they were professionally done. I feel like it's great. I get super nervous. I just don't like that type of attention. Well, we had gone out, had an awesome evening, and I took a picture of us at this event, and I took it, which right then, that's huge, right? I took a selfie of us. And I actually liked it. He was very proud of it. Very proud of it. And so I was like, okay, in that moment, I hadn't yet seen it posted anywhere on social. And we get home and she says, hey, babe, can you take a picture of me? And she's feeling really good. And she looked amazing. And so in that moment, I'm like, wait a minute. You want me to take a picture of you looking all sweet and sexy? And I gave you this amazing picture earlier. Cue trigger. Yes. And also ignorance because I didn't know you had already posted it somewhere else in public okay <laughs> so i missed that part so i got triggered i let him take the picture i post it and i'm straight up ready to go to sleep because i'm exhausted and i just want to avoid the argument yeah I mean, yeah straight up you wanted to just end it right there <laughs> yeah so you wanted to end the night and I'm going, okay, wait a minute. We just went out to this awesome show, you know, great dinner. You look amazing. And on top of that, this conversation's not over. So he had been feeling almost like I was ignoring him and um, really felt vulnerable and didn't really know how to share it. Right. And I think what was important is, so this thing, we, we started to skip stones, right? We started to have this battle. and But what happened, though, was she was triggered and went back into her space of trauma and past relationship, whereas I was actually in the state of mind of going, hey, I feel insecure. And, I, and you know what? It's nothing you really did. And I recognize that this is actually my insecurities, and I'm just, I'm feeling like... Honestly, like I need a little extra love right now. But I'm in a space of you aren't going to tell me what to post. Not only that, but also you were like, oh, okay, is this guy got a man bun now? Right. I thought that he was being a little bit of a baby. And I got really frustrated that he was acting super beta. 
And I don't have a lot of compassion when that happens. Um, and I really pushed you away. I was like. Big time. Yeah. It was a little crazy. Um, and I forget what you. Oh, oh. Can I go there? Yeah. Okay. I go there. If I remember correctly. I, I'm trying to block this out of my mind because it was so evil. But you, you said. What did you say? Oh, you said. Oh, I don't want to be in a relationship where with a man who feels like he needs to be coddled. Holy shit. <laughs> Not the nicest thing to say. Absolutely not, because I fight dirty. Yeah, it got that was bad, right? And so the reality is that's that's not who I am, and obviously, um, and so I'm going okay. And I think I even said the hand signal thing, like you can time the fuck out right yeah. now. Yeah, because I was like, hold on a second, right. that's not me. This and he really, he really did not react to that, which I thought was really helpful because. Um, I knew that was dirty and I kind of just unleashed on him because that past story was so present in my mind that I was like, here we go again. Somebody's going to try and tell me what to post. Right. So, so right in that moment, I think that's where, so it got, it just got super heated and, and ugly uh, and not really, and surely not our best. And in that moment though, I, I was able to not react and respond with, okay, wait a minute. You're not hearing this. I am not pointing the finger at you and saying you did this. I'm I'm recognizing through this conversation and through this situation, this is my stuff. With that, just because, and I, I said that, or I, I said this line to my, my boys the other day, you know, oh, and I'm gonna screw it up, but it was, it was, you know, this wasn't a matter of being coddled, but every king needs to know from time to time. That his, that his queen is there to support him. And even when he is maybe at his, eh, you know, feeling vulnerable or feeling weak, like every every king needs a queen that, that can stand there. And I think also with social, there's a huge opening for people to comment in that regard. And you guys know what I mean. Um, or DM you or PM you, whatever, and make these comments of inappropriate jests, right? And I think that that opens up a whole lot of um, uncertainty in a relationship, you know, because there's this whole other form of people trying to court you if you're single and you're single for a while and then all of a sudden you're you're together with somebody for like and very seriously that people tend to try to still get you and they try men try to still comment on it and try to make you feel quote unquote special like hey baby if he's not taking care of you you know and I think that I just don't even pay attention to that you know I delete and block immediately it's not even a hesitation for me but a lot of people will leave those comments up there and think that it's okay but ultimately you have to be aware of how the other person is feeling you know if if the roles were reversed and he had a really large social media following, and he was taking pictures. Which I don't. <laughs> Let's be real. I think I got like 17 followers. But if you were taking Killing pictures it. with your shirt off and coddling, you know, little puppies and stuff, you know, I would get really upset because I know that women would be all over it. <laughs> totally. Okay, now I got it. So shirt off, puppies, coddling <laughs> is the win. Yes. So we really wanted to share this process with you guys. Because would it work the same if I had kittens? <laughs> yes, probably. Um, 
I think anybody is really looking at the six pack and the pecs on you. So I don't know. They're mm. <laughs> they are. Anyway, um, I, we really wanted to share this with you guys because as an entrepreneurial couple and as we are going through relationship strategies and sharing them with you, we felt that this whole, you know, would you share how you're feeling? Step one, you know, can you please share, you know, how you're feeling, if you feel comfortable, whatever. Um, and then asking, where is it coming from? You know, is it is it me or is it the current situation? And then lastly, don't react, respond. And you do it with empathy and compassion by asking, you know, all right, I hear you. How how can I best support you? And I think that combination is such a powerful means to an end of, hey, you don't want to spend your whole night arguing with the person you love, you know, and ultimately this this whole argument that we had um, was meaningless. You know, it doesn't I don't give a shiitake mushroom over who's liking or commenting on my stuff. Um, but, you know, in the same sense, I don't, also don't want my person, my man to be feeling like I don't love him and I don't love the picture that he took, you know? And okay. I got to call bullshit. The reality is you, yes, you don't care in the sense of your eyes are like, holy shit, what are you saying right now? <laughs> this is good. No, you do care in the sense that you are building a following and there's purpose behind what you're doing. So no, you don't care in the, yeah, you're not attached to like the guys freaking hunting and chasing you down. But there is, and there's a reason why we put out what we put out. Same reason for putting out the podcast is we want to share things that we believe are going to be helpful and encourage and inspire and all of those things. So we do care, of course. And also stay raw and real. Exactly. And that's exactly. a huge part. You know, we listen to these podcasts of these husband and wife couples where the wife is undermining everything the man is saying. And I have a huge problem with it. And it makes me very animated and Brendan gets to see the backside of that. And I'm like, I can't believe this stuff. Like this was so bad and I didn't even get anything out of it. And now I listened for an hour and I can't get that hour back. Um, and now I have to go clean because I have to go like work out my anxiety around, around it. So we wanted to shift the the landscape here of, hey, we're going to share the real shit and we're going to share the stuff that like really does change relationships and we're going to master our relationship alongside each and every one of you guys and give you guys some of the things that we've hacked through. Absolutely. And I think that's that's the key takeaway right there is like this is a learning process for all of us. I don't like ever – I don't even like saying or, or doing a video or doing anything like this where it's like you, 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 right? It's us. What are we doing? What's working for us? Because guess what? Even if you don't listen to this – we're going to have this recording. We'll probably play it back when we're like 90 and be like, we were so freaking stupid. <laughs> but you know what's beautiful about that? That'll be like, well, you'll be like 27 by then. Right. I'll be 105 because you love old men and yeah, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope that this helps you. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to Rise, Rain, Rule. And we hope that you rain, rise and rain. <laughs>